0: Hey guys, welcome back to the WBF podcast. And I'm here starting a new series with my dad called The Kelly Chronicles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> dad, how are you? I'm doing good, son. I haven't got to tell you that yet. So I'm starting a new series is with like the people I have on. So starting one with Jody called Wisdom with My Wife. And Ooh. now me and you are starting one called the Kelly Chronicles. Oh boy. Oh boy. My- <laughs> <laughs> With a K, just to make it look all cool and stuff. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. When I think of the Kelly Chronicles, I think of, like, what what you represented in my life. And uh, just different things, like, I've seen you believe for over the years. Like, your chronicles, like, your seasons of life and, like, your your steps of faith, you know. If you don't want to hear me and dad talk about prosperity and you don't want to hear us talk about big faith things, this isn't the <laughs> podcast for you, because we're probably going to do a lot of that.
1: Amen. Amen. Um,
0: just uh, miracles. You believe for miracles. You know, we're believing for your brother's complete healing. Yes.
1: That's all that scriptural stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Your sister with her arthritis, complete healing.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know, people hear that kind of stuff and are like, what? But... I start to try to imagine this stuff as if it were, like, happening. You know, what it would be like if Mm -hmm. Victor just jumped up and started running around, um, you know. Mm -hmm. I think people would probably, like, leave. (laughs) I don't know if people could handle it. Do you think people could handle it?
1: I don't know. I'm anxious to see it happen.
0: Yeah. (laughs) To see what would happen. It's like, what's the environment? You know, like, when is God's time? You know what I mean? That's kind of the stuff I start wondering about.
1: Yes, I've wondered the same thing myself. I know he's always uh, in the present, and he's he's in the now. I mean, you know, and stuff. So uh, it's a matter of our faith, really, because uh, everything is in place concerning healing. Right. Everything is, you know, I say in places on God's side, on God's end of the bargain, it's all in place. It's my side of the bargain that needs to come up to where He is, so you know, in my faith and believing Him and walking in love and just all the biblical stuff, the, you know, the things of the heart, you know, you got to take care of, you know, it's not just about faith, faith, faith. It's just, you know, there's also walking in love and forgiveness with people and your character and all these things uh, play a part in God moving through your life. And stuff. So they're
0: all intertwined. There's so many like intertwining aspects of the word that you can't just sit there and focus on just one, or you're going to be lacking in another. Right. Right. Because there's plenty of people who have a lot of faith but don't have a lot of love. Right. And you need a lot of love for the people for the generation that's you know forming around us. You got to have a lot of love, or else you're going to start blaming. You're going to start being prideful. You're going to start judging. You know, I've been listening to the series uh, about blaming and how, you know, it's like one of the most original things ever to happen on the planet whenever Adam is <laughs> confronted true. from God, it's true. And God God's asking him, "Who told you you were naked?" and he asks him, "Did you eat of the tree?" and he says, "The woman you gave me." Mm-hmm. So he immediately pushes the blame on Eve, and also on God, because if God wouldn't have created the woman, you see where that that that, that thought process. Whenever it's like you're, it's like he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, right? And I think people think of him as like maybe not smart, but he was like God's first man. I don't think people realize how intelligent Adam was. He sat there and named every single being on the planet, right? Right. Uh, he talked with God. He walked with God. So to imagine him being dumb i just don't think it's fair to him i just think he you know he messed up we all we've all sinned since him no one's done it perfect other than jesus so you know it's just that whenever you get caught doing something who what are you doing are you blaming somebody right are you you know and i think you can take that in every facet of like just like social media and being around people of the world are you putting blame on them? Are you judging them? Are you putting yourself above them? Because part of our story is remembering where we came from, Mm -hmm. what the Lord has delivered us from. And it's like, it's crazy to me how I still struggle with that. Like being delivered from stuff for not even that long of a season of my life and then (laughs) still seeing people struggle and be like, why are you struggling with that? Well, dummy, you were just struggling it with yourself like weeks ago. You know what I mean? Months ago. So... Mm -hmm. You got to be really careful with uh, making sure you're trying to grow in every area and not just one or the other.
1: Right. It all works together. Faith works by love. You know, you're talking about Adam and him being the first man, I imagine he was pretty much a flawless physical being. I mean, he was physically, mentally. You think of all the people that have come since Adam all the geniuses, all the, mm. the musical artists, all the, uh, athletes, just every realm of physical and mental and gifted thing. It was all in him, you know, mm. he was the beginning of all that, you know, and stuff. So, uh, yeah, he was, I imagine he was, a very perfect, perfect person. <laughs> person, you know, physically and mentally and stuff, you know, you know, but, uh, he just slipped up, though, didn't he?
0: I <laughs> never thought of it that way, of just, like, all the God-gifted ability we see nowadays, you yeah, know, kind of him. came from him. You know, yeah. that is a pretty awesome—
1: Yeah, that didn't grow. Those abilities didn't come after man started becoming—they was already in in him, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, and stuff. I've never really heard anybody teach about that, but I, can, I just know that when God makes something, he formed a man out of the ground. I'm sure he was like— uh, a pretty athletic. I mean, I just can imagine him being this like perfect physical specimen, you know, mm-hmm. of a man and stuff. So, but I'm sure the he made Eve. I'm sure she was uh, all that in a bag of chips too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, had to be. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we were talking about uh, believing for for healing and yeah. stuff and 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 faith. And, um, there's a verse faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And I've been hearing teaching on that as well. And how that word for, um, it says hearing by the word of God, that word, a word there Mm -hmm. is rhema. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And so the new Testament usually uses two Mm -hmm. different words to describe the word, word, word. Right. So, you know, Old Testament is in Hebrews, New Testament is in Greek. Yes. So he lo- uses logos and rhema to describe the word word. Right. Logos mean, meaning like wrote down, right? Yes. Like diction, like wrote down, right?
1: And then. Uh, it's like the whole Bible, and rhema is like a verse out of the Bible.
0: Rhema is like the spoken
1: word. A spoken word, a, a word in, in that moment, in that season, or whatever. You know, it's, it's a. The spirit of God brings a word. A quick, a quickens a word of God to you. That's a that's a rhema word.
0: Yeah. So whenever we hear that word, so like whenever God gives you a word, yes, and it's spoken to you, whether it's in your spirit or through His actual word from a pastor from a pulpit, we that's whenever your faith comes. That's right. And that's right. so you know, whenever I hear, when I heard in my spirit, if you guys don't want to hear about. It, Our debt free home, we're believing for. Also, this is not the podcast for you because it's going to come up, but (laughs) I heard it in my spirit. Like, I'm giving you a debt free home.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And so, like, I've been hearing a bunch of sermons on, you know, that specific verse and how you have to hear it and Mm -hmm. then believe it, you know, and believe what you've heard. I think there's a lot of people out there who get impressions from the Lord all the time and then. What happens? The world happens and they Mm -hmm. give up on these dreams or these, you know, these hopes and these passions that were given to them from the Lord,
1: Amen. you know,
0: and checking it against the word and making sure it's not just, you know, the Chinese food you ate, like Jeff was telling us, (laughs) but, you know, making sure it's really from him. And I really do believe that word was from him. So it's just now you just stand in faith. Right. There's nothing else I can do now. I just, you know, Whenever he gives me more to do, that's whenever I act. But on that specific thing, standing in faith is what I'm doing right now. Right,
1: right. There's not a specific scripture in the Bible that says Daniel's going to have a dead free home. Mm-hmm. But because Daniel's in the Word of God and the Spirit of God is in you, God was able to quicken, speak that to you, mm-hmm. you know, and give you something, like you said, the faith, the faith to have, have that home and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, amen, amen.
0: You just got to like, I don't know. It just gets me passionate. And I just think like part of what happens in the world today is when we have dreams and aspirations of, you know, our passions are just taken away and we just replace them with a day-to-day job and,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, mm-hmm. kids. And it, it's just before you know it, the things you were passionate about. I know. I know. You know, when we were on the ramp trip, I had a kid in my room and I, we were, Eating at McDonald's on the way there, and I was just asking him what they like to do, and mm-hmm. he just didn't really care about much. So I kind of dabble in this or that, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And I was like, you know, you you need to find a passion.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you need to right. find something that you're like you're passionate about, because mm-hmm. it's you know if you're not passionate about like what God's got for you, you're gonna get passionate about what the world's got for you.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And finding a godly passion because the lord is giving us giving us abilities to use
1: amen
0: he's amen. given us abilities to use you know so if i you know this is a passion of mine sitting down and getting to just talk to people i love doing it and it's a, it's a, i feel like god's gifted me with it amen and amen. now it's now amen. it's a passion now it's driving me to be better because everything that i say on here i want to live that example on a daily basis right because I don't want to just say I'm sober and not be sober. I want to be sober. Right. You know, I want I want to be held accountable. I want to be everything I can be for this audience to stand in what I, I say so that whenever they hear me talk to others, they can trust in it. You know what I mean?
1: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what are you Amen. passionate about these days?
1: <laughs> in between changing diapers for the kids and no. all. It's tough, right? <laughs> you got to be diligent. You have to be diligent. You really do. In this world, it will steal your time. It'll it'll steal your focus on the things of God. You you have to be diligent about it, you know, and stuff. So, you know, for me, I get up early in the morning and have my time with the Lord, because once the day gets rolling, it's rolling. And I, I probably said this on a podcast before, but, you know, it's uh, I just love that engaging god in the morning uh for me it's like i'm 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 getting my spiritual engines revved up i'm getting i'm getting things moving in the spirit and not that god is is still all night god is always moving god is always working you know but for me to come alongside of god and be with him and work with him i have to engage and and, and go after him you know draw as scripture says draw near. he says draw near to me and i'll draw near to you so I want to draw near to him so I can hook up with what he's doing. And in the morning is a perfect time for that because I haven't got into the distractions of the day yet and stuff. And it helps me to focus for the day. I mean, you know, and stuff, but I mean, during the day things will happen and distract, but I I feel like I'm engaging the Lord and I'm moving in that direction. And I'm, I'm giving him opportunity to speak to me, Mm -hmm. you know, in my relationship with Him, intimacy with God is so important. It's such such an important part of a of a person's life. We don't realize that, you know, and stuff because we're just like I said, we're just we're just bogged down in the things of this world. But uh, intimacy with God, God desires intimacy with us more than we desire intimacy with Him, and stuff. So just knowing that, you know, and that. Just being with Him, being in His presence, worshiping Him, you know, just uh, like I said, I just feel like I'm engaging in the Spirit. I'm, I'm hooking up with Him. I'm agreeing. I'm praying out certain things over my family, you know, as the Spirit of God leads me in prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I pray for the nation at times, you know, just diff- all these different things you know, that God is working in, I want to be involved with him Mm -hmm. in these things and stuff. And and, and there's all that. And then there's the relational aspect of it where I'm strengthened, I'm encouraged and just uh, plain old want to be with him. You know, the people that you love the most is the people you're going to want to spend more time with, you know, and stuff. So, you know, and he is a, f- a focal point, you know, in the morning and stuff for my love and stuff, you know, so.
0: You definitely chase that passion. You definitely keep that on the forefront of your mind. Right. I could definitely work on that in the very beginning of my day. Luckily for me, my day starts pretty early. So by the time I get to work and I get to the route, mm-hmm. I'm usually filling myself up from that point on with mm-hmm. with good stuff. So, but I could still even start even sooner, like waking up before the boys get up, getting in my word, spending more time in my prayer rather than on my phone. You know what I mean? Those little things that you kind of just, you set up your morning routine one way Mm -hmm. and then that's your routine. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, you chase that passion. Your passion for the Lord is first and foremost in your day. And I think that's like super, super important Mm -hmm. for anybody and everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, really. It's so important to give him some time. And I was just thinking about like other passions of yours. You've always passionately worked out. You've always been passionate about keeping yourself fit and in shape. And,
1: uh,
0: you know, I I just have an energy. (laughs)
1: If I sit around all the time, I won't have any energy. Yeah. Keeping your body tuned up just lets you function better in the day and, and you, you you move about the day and you have energy and stuff. You know, one aspect backing up just a little bit about when we talk about intimacy with God and you're talking about setting up your routine of your day. I love to listen to messages on on my phone. I, love, I can sit around and listen to them all day long. Uh, at the same time, though, I have to balance that with my intimacy with God and stuff. You know, all the messages you hear, they're great, they're wonderful, they're renewing our mind, they're strengthening our faith. You know, we're seeing the things that God is sharing with other people and we can apply it to our life, all that stuff is working together. But I have to balance that with just just true intimacy with just me and the Lord, mm. myself and me hearing from him and stuff. So, you know, I I love sitting around listening to messages, but I also want to be aware that God is speaking to me and, you know, he wants he wants my attention, not necessarily on a particular pastor, but on him,
0: you know, it's so easy for me when I'm busy to give him time. But am I really spending enough time intimately with him whenever I'm not doing anything else? Because this world is just so full of so many different distractions. My generation grew up with a lot more distractions Mm -hmm. uh, via, you know, TV, phone and Internet being so at your fingertips. And, you know, I did notice, I I felt a shift in my heart the other day because that's all I've been listening to is straight up sermons, basically, for the most part on my route, trying to get rid of the secular and just listen to sermons. But there comes a time where like, what did God say about this? You know, like you can trust in, and listen to people and know they're talking good. But like, am I testing it against a word enough? Am I really in my word enough to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to just take everything for granted that this person's telling me. I really do need to check it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also there was, um, it was earlier in the week, last week I was listening to a sermon and I just felt like this, you know, thing in my heart, you know, you need to worship. You need to turn on some worship music mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know so many amazing worshipers, you know, we, our church is so blessed to have an amazing worship team full of amazing leaders in worship. And Pastor Jeff Carroll, last time he talked, he said, um, you know, we have some people who not only just love to worship here, but they love to worship all the time, mm-hmm. our worship leaders. That's why it's so, you know, they're, they're so amazing at what they do is because they love, they just love to worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was out there on the route and I turned on, my radio and it was raining really hard. So the teaching wasn't loud enough to go over the the speakers. That's also another reason why I turned on some worship music. I put it on my normal little Spotify playlist. And the first song that comes on was raise a hallelujah (laughs) where you're like in the middle of the storm, I'm going to, you know, you're going to hear my praises roar. And I mean, it was like the most perfect moment. I like played it like three times in a row before I could even skip to the next song. Right, right. And then I felt like a new level unlocked, like a new level of of the presence unlocked. Like the the messages were great, and they they built me up for weeks and weeks and weeks. But I needed this moment.
1: Right, right.
0: I needed this personal moment. Even and I, it probably wasn't even personal enough because I still have to kind of shut it off at some points whenever I'm delivering mail. Right. Because I, I don't know what uh, closing my eyes and driving looks like, but I don't want to find out. <laughs> out and so anyways the song comes on and i'm I'm worshiping and i'm having like this real moment with god and that led me into interceding for people i love realizing like how blessed i am to have uh, you guys and my wife and her family and just you start running down the list of like oh my gosh like god's blessed me so much to be around these people let me intercede for them you know wherever they're at today i just want to pray something into them today Yes. Amen. And, uh, you know, you need those moments. Yes. yes.
1: We'll take all the prayer we can get.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just know how much was out for me for a long time, whenever I wasn't even praying for myself, you know, and it's like it's so important to lift up the ones that you love and and remember how much you love them, you know, because like you just take people for granted sometimes. You do. You just take people for granted sometimes.
1: You do. Absolutely. Yes, you do. Something uh, I meet Pastor John over here on Thursdays, and we have a time of prayer. Last Thursday, we have, we was having a time of prayer and just kind of walking in the sanctuary, praying. And I just sense that uh, something there's something about worship that I've been kind of it's been kind of been on my heart for the last few weeks too, mm-hmm. and stuff, and just just studying it out, you know, and. Like uh, Jehoshaphat and, and Chronicles, where they sent the praisers out in front of the army, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's something you don't norm- normally do in an army, but <laughs> the enemy self destructed when the praisers went out in front of the army. There's Silas and uh, Paul in prison praying, praying mm-hmm. and singing hymns, and the prison shook and everybody's shackles fell off. There's something powerful about praising the Lord. It's a, it's a, it's it's an intimate time. It's a release of faith time. Anyway, when we was at church, I just started sensing that I needed to be doing that at night with the girls, with with Yvonne and the girls. Mm-hmm. So last Thursday night we started doing that. Uh, I like to. I want. I'm going to try to be consistent as I can with it. Of course, I know life can change things, but I want to be spend just if it's just five minutes of us just all worshiping God, just one song minutes. or
0: two songs, you know, right. put it through the speakers, and- right.
1: Ryan, yeah. just just to begin to sow the seed and grow something here in their hearts, you know, let them start to because right now we do it, they're kind of quiet, mm. you know, and I, I tell them, I say, girls, you got a voice, you know, you can, you know, they're, they're <laughs> quiet, they're just sitting there listening to us, and I'm hoping that eventually they'll get where well, they'll rise up out of their selves. I was, yeah. uh, sh- last Tuesday we uh, when Cheryl was teaching, we had a little praise service at church last Tuesday, and Faith mm-hmm. was with me, and She's my ten-year-old, and she was sitting down. I had her stand up, and and I was trying to get her to engage in worship. You know, I told her. I leaned over. and I told her. I said, I said, worship is more than just reading uh, reading words off of a screen and singing, mm-hmm. mouthing words. Worship is is a true heart experience where you're loving God and you're going after Him and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, there's other things too. I mean, being obedient to God in your life is is, is worship to Him and stuff. But anyway trying just trying to elevate the girls in that and stuff and uh just I think there's really...
0: a I think there's a lot of growth that our family can still have in worship. I think there's a lot of growth I can have in worship because I just feel like there's still sometimes where I like sh- I like shut off the faucet for some reason. Like I don't know what it is. I get it in my own head. There's so many different excuses you can come up with. I think part of it for for the girls is probably awkwardness, you know, getting yeah. over yourself because you know yeah I I'll like lead worship but it's not like my my, my first thing I want to do like if someone else can do it they're mm-hmm. probably better at it in the first place go ahead and do it it really takes me kind of humbling myself and saying you know I don't want to be the limelight I just want to be able to worship you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to do that it, it it can be awkward you know to worship the lord in front of people mm-hmm. you know you can tell you can tell that because of how many people came on Tuesday not that it's like a numbers game but it wasn't very many who came to worship you know what i mean and like imagine that place packed out on a tuesday when we're 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 specifically there for worship imagine the breakthroughs and stuff Boy, and it's like it's uh, even uh she even opened up the floor for people to speak and i just felt like felt like it, i fell flat a little bit just you know i felt like there was something there for somebody i didn't feel anything come to me for somebody but i felt like somebody had Mm. something you know what i mean i could feel it in the air i was like oh she just called someone out right but that worship opening yourself to that Mm. and not letting your head in it Mm. it takes it takes some practice it takes some some moments of humbling yourself before him you know i've been really trying my hardest to step out in that um there's a couple weeks ago I was on the front row. I've been trying to push Jody and me to sit wherever. We just kind of move around the uh, the sanctuary. I like the front row because there's no one in front of me. There's no distractions. A lot of people in. If you're in the middle or you're farther back, people get up all the time. They go Mm -hmm. to the restroom. They've got Mm -hmm. kids. They don't take their kids to the Mm -hmm. to our amazing. Uh, youth people, they keep them, which I get it, you know, so people aren't comfortable with doing that and stuff. So it, it's just you can get distracted very easily. Mm-hmm. So I like the front row because also it's like it's a little nerve wracking and it's like no distraction. Right. Right. Long story short is during worship. I didn't feel this overwhelming sense to kneel down, but like something in me wanted to kneel down. Mm-hmm. And I fought it for a minute. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I didn't want to go up to the altar. I'm like, right there, I have plenty of room, so I can literally just drop down where I'm at and not be a distraction to anybody. And it took me a song and a half before I mean, like, acted on it. Before I finally got myself to do it. And there was another moment, even Tuesday, when we were doing the worship, where I felt like I didn't want to be confined where I was. I wanted to be able to move because there's not very many people here. I need to be walking through these aisles and just feel free. Yeah. But I let it lock me up for at least two songs before I was able to say, excuse me, Jody, I need to get out and I needed to I needed to spread it. I needed to spread myself, find him in a different area. I don't know. You just got to push yourself.
1: You know what I mean? Your mom's done that several times over the years. She'll step side, step and go down to the front of the altar. Yeah. Go over in the corner somewhere.
0: It's just, it's impactful for me because it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Not to be seen by the other people, but because Mm -hmm. I truly feel like God wants me to, you know? Right.
1: Amen. Amen. God's always trying to get us high. We
0: just get so used to going to a concert and, you know, singing to our favorite songs. But whenever it comes to church, we just kind of want to clasp our hands together, maybe clap. And, you know, like we shout, we shout the words to Bon Jovi and we shout the words to whatever else we're listening to. It's just People in, we have an amazing church family and there is a lot of moments of breakthrough. You can hear it throughout the crowd. I just think that there's still even another level, you know, yes. there's another level. Yes. Spiritual well, songs, you know, in, instantaneous right. worship, you know, things, things that uh
1: singing in the spirit, singing in the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole nother level we can go to. I, I guess one of my pet peeves, and we do have an awesome church family. You know, I like to see us grow to the point where, you know, the worship team, we have an awesome worship team, but they're, they are really leading us in. Once they're, they are like getting us started in worship, Mm -hmm. you know, then after that, you know, it's like in between the songs when the, when the, it gets quiet in between songs, it's like, oh, you know, are we following the music? Are we following, you know, our worship and, you know, going after the Lord, you know, and stuff. Mm. So that's one of my. It's like it gets real quiet. It's like we don't need a song necessarily. The song is good to get us started, but in order for us, we need to take that song and go with it and begin to truly worship God.
0: And, and some stuff, of this, you know, some so. of us don't even you know do it on a regular basis, and I think that's part of that's it. That's part of it. Yes, you know what that's, I mean, because mm-hmm. look, we kind of need the songs to feel comfortable because. Mm. We're not kind of, you know, doing it on our own Mm time, but yeah, I mean, Brandon, Brandon Allen is such an amazing, Mm -hmm. powerful worship leader and, um, all of our leaders are, but I I could tell the spirit was all over him just two weeks ago and he had, he, he asked for an altar call Mm -hmm. and I just, you know, I could feel it all over it, you know, just, uh, Amen. You know Amen. him and some of the others. Just their willingness to open the floodgates. In a sense, right. it's like who's willing to receive this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
1: Just let the Holy Spirit move and take us to that place and stuff, and you know, get us out of our <laughs> regular routines. You know, and stuff. We're so we're such routine people. We we come to church and we got you know we got it kind of planned out and stuff, you know. And and I know I understand there's got to be a certain amount of planning and programming into the church, you know, and stuff. And, you know, we, we do announcements and we've talked about this in elders meetings, you know, doing this and that and so many minutes for this, so many minutes for that. But, you know, just we want to just really be aware too of the Holy Spirit and him taking us over here, over there. And Pastor John is really good about that. He's I mean, he's awesome about, you know, there's the Spirit of God. He can stop a, a message or not even start a message and go over here and, mm-hmm. and teach something else or have a word for somebody or whatever and stuff, you know. He is really good. About, I appreciate that so much about him because we want that. We want the leading of the Spirit, you know, and stuff. And, yeah, there's a place in worship that we can go to as a church family. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just uh, if we just continue, we can continue, you know, that, uh, you know, I pray that we'll we'll all grow and and that I just, one of my prayers before church on Sunday mornings is always, Lord, help us to flow in your spirit. Help us mm-hmm. to get out of that routine.ness Help us to move deeper into worship, you know. Lord, help us to do that, you know, because we need help because there's so many people that come in with, so much baggage in their life and mm-hmm. you know, you've got that and people that are not even saved and you got, you just got all these different kinds of people and stuff. But uh, in the, in that type of atmosphere, you know, the chains can be, can be broken off people's lives. You know, uh, people can receive a word from the Lord, a direction, right. you know, it could be any number of uh, manifestations of the spirit, you know, in, in a service and stuff, you know, that, that God can do and, and wills to do in a service, you know, mm-hmm. because he, he wants to set people free. He wants to, you know, transform us.
0: This brings me back to that passion thing, because it's like, what are you good at? What do you like to do and how can you better equip yourself to use that in your ministry? Mm-hmm. And I, there's so many people. I mean, John's been talking about it again recently, and he's talked about it. You know, he's talked about it a bunch, you know, finding your calling, finding your ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just finally now get a little bit of it. You know, it's like when you're living a mundane life and you're Monday through Friday and you're like, well, I I just don't know how I can be used. But maybe there's a passion there that you're not kindling that you could (laughs) better Mm -hmm. use to help people. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I just like going, being going to church and actually becoming a part of a church mm-hmm. is is step one. That's, that's a mountain for some people mm-hmm. to take. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you're on the stepping stools of that. Well, then after that, it's like, how do you serve that community? How do you serve your church family? Because mm-hmm. I've just seen so much growth in my own life over the past year and a half, two years from, from taking those steps, mm-hmm. from taking those steps into, into this step of, of doing this. And, We've done, I've done about 20 of these or so, you know, 18 testimonies and a a handful of other ones Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe not 18 testimonies, but uh, Mm -hmm. quite a few. Mm -hmm. It's really starting to build up something inside of me, really starting to build something up inside of me. Amen. And I just think there's people out there who are like good at stuff and they just don't know how to use it. Right. Well, Get in church and find a way to use it because there's somewhere you can use it and you can help. I'm telling you, whenever I use what God gives me for others, it fills me up more than anything else can. Mm -hmm. Being able to help others, uh, serving people and giving people anything that I can because that's what gets me excited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me going. I can focus on myself another time, but I like, I like loving on people. That's mm-hmm. what I like to do. So are you looking mm-hmm. up something over there?
1: Yeah. Well, I, you, when you was talking about being ready and ministering and the people and stuff, I was just, uh, that popped in my mind about, uh, in second Chronicles chapter 20, when I was talking about Jehoshaphat, mm-hmm. a while ago, mm-hmm. putting the armies out in front of, I mean, the, the worshipers out in front of the army mm-hmm. and stuff. There's one little phrase here, uh, I don't want to read the whole thing, but
0: can you give us where it's at though?
1: Yeah. It's uh second, second Chronicles chapter 20. And it is verse actually all of, all of chapter 20 mm-hmm. is I believe, or most of chapter 20 is about this, this battle mm-hmm. when these three armies come against uh, God's people and stuff. So, but uh, come against Judah, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, uh, there's a whole the whole first part of it jehovah's Jehoshaphat's crying out to god and the people have all gathered in Judah from all around the surrounding areas they've all gathered together you know to seek the lord and stuff and the lord speaks to a speaks through somebody and uh so uh just down here where he says position yourselves mm. position yourselves and that's a key to this whole this whole uh section of scripture, he says, position yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Jude and Jerusalem. Do not fear or de- be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. So, you know, when we talk about praise and worship and being in a position to minister to people, you know, praise and praising and worshiping God is a part of that positioning ourselves. Mm positioning ourselves getting in that place you know of the lord and stuff so i don't know that's just that's just powerful it's powerful to me uh when we talk about you know worship and overcoming the things of this world and the distractions of this world you know to stay i uh, you know stay in position i can i can get out of position you know i want to I want to stay in that position. You know what I mean by get out? I mean, I can get distracted with the things that the the cares of this world, you know, and the distractions of the day can get me out of position, you know, but, uh, through, through diligence and perseverance, you know, uh, spending that time worshiping God and stuff, I reposition myself, you know, in him, in his presence, you know, uh, you know, the scripture says that, uh, Oh, that scripture, I think it's in Psalms where it talks about he inhabits the praises of his people. Mm. God inhabits our praises, you know, just powerful scriptures like that that let me know that through praise and worship, I bring the presence of God to bear in a situation that, you know, uh, Paul and Silas in jail, Mm -hmm. they were praying and singing hymns, and that place shook. They brought the presence of God in everybody. everybody's chains fell off, you know, and stuff. So, of course, the jailer got saved and stuff, and and nobody ran off. But, you know, it's just uh, it's powerful. Praise, worshiping the Lord in His service is such a powerful thing to release God's presence into that atmosphere and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and people are drawn to that. People are drawn to that. They Mm -hmm. are, you know, and stuff. Uh, Programs are good. Programs are good in churches and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of good, good programs in church, but there's no program like God coming into us, into into His presence, coming out. I was sharing it with the girls that are not. I said, "Girls, I said, if we keep doing this, I said, we we may get we'll get a little bit deeper into the things of God." I said, "You don't know what I'm talking about now. You (laughs) You don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about, really. I know it's." from scripture. And I know in my own personal life, I've never had a building shake or nothing like that, but I have, I've got over into that really sweet spot in the Lord, you know, through praising and worshiping him and Mm. in his presence. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the ultimate to me.
0: That positioning is so, so huge. I was just sitting here thinking about my own life and how, you know, I consider myself someone who loves music, you know, in, mm-hmm. in high school, me and my buddies going to band, shout out to Austin Quentin. And uh, we, uh, we, we played in a band called P-Town Brown and I, I love music and I feel like worship is a part of my heart. I don't think it's like my overall calling, but I just love to worship. But if I don't position myself right, mm-hmm. you can lose that. Mm-hmm. You can lose that. Like when you talk about getting out of position, well, if I'm just playing secular songs, I'm not really in any position for the Lord to be using. If I'm just sitting there playing the Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever, you know, we we'd like to play a bunch of different stuff. But I I like I like the Chili Peppers a lot, so that's what's a lot of the music I like to play. And if I do that, I'm not in position. And I can get myself <clears throat> over the years. I've noticed there's seasons where I don't even listen to music at all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, hardly ever. You know, just. Uh, sports talk radio or I'm listening to podcasts now a lot and, and you can get yourself dry where you're not even listening to any worship at all. So positioning myself differently, putting it on my list, like a couple months ago, we made that list of, you know, picking up my guitar more. And I, I have been trying to learn more worship songs and, and give him some time and positioning myself differently. That's what we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. changing habits in your day to day to better position yourself Mm -hmm. because you never know when you're going to be in the position to use it. Amen. You never know when you're going to be in the position to use it. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to the Bible as well as I'm on the route and I'm going through the old Testament. Some of it's a tough lesson. I'm not Mm going to lie, but there's a lot of really just good and sad stories along the way of the people of, you know, just the Jews and just their, you know, their (laughs) stiff necks as they call it, just, constantly turning away from god and i i did recently listen to the story of the walls of jericho mm-hmm. and how the walls it says i'm pretty sure it says the the walls fell flat like yeah. i don't know if that means it just literally like fell over <laughs> like a like a big old wall falls over but uh just that story alone of them walking around the city
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and playing the trumpet
1: I think they raced chariots on top of the, the walls of that city. I think it was mm-hmm. it was that wide where they actually had chariot races around the, as I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard that the walls fell out, like it was, they fell out, like one fell in towards the city and one fell, you know, I've heard different things on
0: Just that. Just the ginormous, <laughs> huge wall. I mean, I think they had like houses and stuff built in those. Like, I don't even know. I, I don't know the historical yeah. context of all that, but. Yeah, just a. It wasn't like a rinky dink fence. It was a. It was a legit fortress, yes. and those walls came down just from from the people hollering at it. But yes. It was the Lord. It was the Lord, and yes. just got done hearing the story of Gideon and them, the three hundred. Right, and you just hear all these amazing stories of what God can do with with the few, the few that are chosen. Right. And we are chosen. And so positioning yourself. Yes. You know, these stories of old are are like the miracles of old don't have to just stop with God, God's people or with Jesus or with the disciples. Like, there's still so much more for us. Uh, complete, I, you know, one thing I'm just believing for so strongly is complete deliverance for people. Amen. Amen. If you guys haven't listened to last uh, to last week's um Kimberly Cooper did an amazing job I know we're talking tonight it comes out tonight but by the time this is posted it will be a week from now right but um just her story of of addiction and and me getting to tell a little bit more about my addiction it's just I I, I'm believing for deliverance for people you know what I mean yes amen amen And there's so much more than just it's like that's a that's amazing that alone, it, you know, that's amazing. And then there's more. But wait, there's more. There's so much more because now she's able to go and help other women, mm-hmm. you know, pull them out of the same fire that she was in. Amen. You know, John did an amazing job of illustrating that Sunday of God pulling you out of something, equipping you to go right back into the fire. But you got to get equipped first. Yes. So what stage are you at? Or have you even made it to the stage and the stage of salvation? Right. Have you even made it to that point? And if you have, are you are you positioning yourself? Are you readying yourself up for your mission to go back to those people? Because I'm coming in contact with some of them that I used to hang out with. Slowly but surely, I feel like God's going to use me in those situation. I had a buddy call me the other night, and uh, he just, you know, I told him I was sober. It's been, a I don't know when I told him. It's been a month or so. He called me the other day. And he asked me, Hey, uh, how's, this, how's the this sober thing going? Or something like that. And I, I got, I was like, you know, I'm about 11, 11 weeks in or whatever. I don't even know anymore. I think it's 11 weeks, but he was telling me he had gone a couple days and then he had slipped up and he was like a couple hours away from, I could tell he was, he was, had been drinking while we were talking on the phone mm-hmm. guys using me in that situation. To be able to tell him, hey, I'm still strong. Hey, you're good. It's okay. Yeah, you slipped up. No worries. And he was completely honest and said, I don't even, I didn't even like it. I just went to sleep. I didn't even, I was like, dude, there was so many times I did that. Mm -hmm. So many times I just, I drank until I passed out. And then it wasn't even beneficial. I didn't even get anything out of it, you know? So I'm getting to be real with him. And at the same time, tell him, hey, I'm still strong. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, so like. I feel like those kind of things is what he's building you for. He's positioning you for it mm-hmm. to shine a light on, on it for people.
1: Amen. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not your addiction.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, My past know. addiction. However, you yes. want to word that. Yes. Yes.
1: You know, it's a uh, we're all going in Christ. We're all going in Christ. You know, I've said this before, you know, when, when a person is born again instant instant your instantly your spirit man is a new creation in Christ. But the soulish part of you and people don't re- may not be aware because people use the soul and the spirit interchangeably and they are two, they are distinct parts of a person. You know, Paul said, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. but the soulish part of you is not born again, just your spirit man's born again. So the soulish part of you Our mind, our will, and our emotions has to be renewed. It has to be transformed. So the salvation of the soul is a process. The salvation of the spirit being born again, becoming a new creation in Christ, Jesus, is instantaneous. But the soulish part of me is a progression, is a progression through the rest of my life and growing in my knowledge of God through his word, discipleship, coming to church, you know, hanging around people and stuff Mm -hmm. that are are like precious faith, you know, and stuff. So that's the the thing about addictions in the soul and, and, and renewing that and transforming that with the Word of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. These old things have passed away. Mm-hmm. That's that's not me. You know, I know you've heard me tell you this stuff for years and years and years and stuff, but
0: I'll work on my my phrasing. I do I do sometimes just say that, but I don't mean it as in my addictions as in uh present. My my past addictions. Yes. You always used to one of the biggest things you always used to tell me was that's not who you are. That's I don't know how many times I heard that and i don't think you can hear that enough so i'm going to say it for everyone else that's not who you are that's not who you are that's not who if you are You
1: are born again you're a new creation in christ jesus you're you're brand new and that old person died jesus took that on the cross you've got a new nature you're a new person
0: there's something there when you're in it you hear that and mm-hmm. it's really easy for it to just be in and when you're out there yeah i'm But the thing is, what happens with addiction is you're making it your identity. Mm -hmm. And when people tell you it's your identity, you want to fight (laughs) tooth and nail claw. I mean, you act like a four-year-old toddler. I'm not that, you know. I mean, talk about me acting like a four-year-old toddler. Anytime I have technical issues with this podcast, I start getting very angry. You already saw a little glimpse of that today. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Uh, couldn't get a podcast to post earlier today and I was like nah! so but when you're when you're in addiction you're it's your identity it's your everything you don't even realize it a lot a lot of people I've talked to who have dealt with addiction don't even realize that they were in that deep you know what I mean it comes to a point where you wake up and you can't function without the thing oh no <laughs> But even then, even then you can live in that for years and still not really realize you're making it mm-hmm. you're making it who you are, even though it's not who you it's not who you are, mm-hmm. especially if you believe in Jesus. Yes. That's the yes. big part. Yes.
1: And that's the part where the soul the soullish part of me has to be renewed. It has to be transformed. That's where, you know, you, you've
0: I think that's where the path that I'm gonna keep on saying it, that passion. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't have this, I think I would still struggle more.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think that podcast where we made our list and I was able to be completely honest on there and tell people that I was putting sobriety on the, on the list was a huge step for me. Mm-hmm. I needed that accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed to text Garrett and tell him, hey, I'm struggling with alcohol. Will you pray for me? I needed to be more open and honest with others, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know. I hate it from you guys, but I needed to tell other, (laughs) I needed to tell somebody. And I just think like being passionate about the things of the Lord and like, what does that look like for you? Is it, is it something you can do like talking to people like what I do here? Or is it something as simple as, you know, being a greeter and just, you know, greeting people on a Sunday morning and telling them good morning. How are you? What is it? You know?
1: Yeah. Your mama came to me and tell me something about maybe something you purchased. And I'm like, sweetheart, until he comes to me. Yeah. Until he comes to me and, you know, and stuff. I I tried to have a few conversations with us when we was together, like when we have been playing disc golf. I tried to ease in the conversation, but then I didn't just come flat out and ask. So,
0: Yeah, you're real good about being around the bush, and I know exactly what the bush you're beating at is, and I just kind of – you know, I think there, you know, um, yeah, just the, uh, whole her, you know, I'm a mama's boy and she can still see my bank account. So, um, she was able to know whenever I was purchasing alcohol or going at least purchasing something from the liquor store, if I used a specific card. So I started using my, uh, credit card, um, for a season. Um, there was a I had been sober for about six, maybe not even that long, a couple of weeks. And the liquor store is literally like 30 seconds from my house. So I went to get me and Jody a Mountain Dew because it was the closest place to get a soda. And I wasn't worried about it. I knew I could go in there and not need a drink. But she said, are you sure? She was even nervous for me going in there. And you guys were asking, you were beating around the bush the next day asking me like, are you still good? And I was like, I'm still, (laughs) I'm still good. I know why you're asking. I didn't say anything about it, but I knew, like I knew she had seen that I had purchased something from the liquor store, but anyways.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm 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 highly aware. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing to be aware, right?
1: Right. I can't say enough. That's not, that's not you. That's not who you are. If a person is born again, that's that's not who they are. But the thing is, you've got to begin to, to walk it out. You've got to get into a church. You've got to have a pastor. You've got yeah. to have somebody speak in your life. You've you've got to do those things because the soulish part of you, if it doesn't become renewed, it'll drag you back into that that old lifestyle because your thinking is not is not straightened out. You didn't get a new thought process when Jesus came into your heart, you know, I mean,
0: the Lord had to keep me away from every, I mean, I was away from everybody anyways while I was drinking, but I had another extended season uh, of the past, you know, 11, 12 weeks of, Mm -hmm. of starting to form relationships again. And they seem to be actual real relationships. Mm -hmm. And anytime I ever even get a little weary, which I don't even, I, I mean, I'm, completely delivered but anytime i even have like a thought of it i can go back to that conversation i just had with my buddy i can go back to these moments hey i'm like setting a good example for these people now you know i'm i want to be his brother i want to be arm in arm i want to put my shield up with him i don't want to be weak there were so many times where i knew I was a bad example to all of my best friends the people i want to be living eternity with the most and i just i i didn't do it and it's like no more of that. Like anytime I come in contact with, from if or with anybody who knows me, who's known me for a long time, they'll say, I knew you loved Jesus, but I've never seen you like this. Or I knew you were a Christian, but I've never seen you like this because they've always known me as Daniel who struggled with alcohol. And a lot of them have just because it was, you know, a big part of my young adult life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But no more. I don't want to be the weak Christian. I don't want to be the guy who can't go to a bar and minister if God tells me to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to be able to go and drink a water mm-hmm. and play pool with some guys and be able to just talk about Jesus. So if mm-hmm. you know that hasn't happened I'm yet, I'm that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, or I'm not to do right, <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet because he hasn't he hasn't pushed me to do that. You know, right now it seems like my place is here in the church. Um, yes. You know, on the day to day, it's a little bit less. Um, likely for me, but I can still be better every, every day at work and whatever I'm doing, you know, whenever I deliver someone's mail, I telling them to have a blessed day rather than just say, have a good one, you know, try to work on my vocabulary. And yeah. whenever I'm walking up to a, or driving up to a box and I, I don't have to pause it anymore because I know whatever's coming out of my speaker isn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. garbage <laughs> garbage you listen to some of those comedians, man, they got some filthy, uh, filthy t- amounts, you know, they just say whatever they want to. It's a battle to try to find entertainment in this world,
1: but there is very little. <laughs> so yeah, a baseball game, maybe, but as far as movies go and stuff like that, just very tiny amounts. of.
0: Yeah. You gotta really be careful. I mean, it's so hard. It's, it's really just almost impossible. It's- you really have to like, you know, pick and choose and Yes you do. That'd even the stuff we're still picking, it's like we still could we 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 still got some filtering to do. You know what I mean? It's still a work in progress.
1: Amen. Amen. So absolutely.
0: Amen. Well, we rambled and rambled and rambled. You ready to wrap it up? Uh, yeah. You're keeping the time, son. You got anything else? No, we can talk about the miracles and stuff later. We
1: kinda go off and worship this time.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> it's it it good, it it? one.
1: I think it's so important. Oh, it's huge. It's such a huge part.
0: I, I did want to read this, and I didn't get to. And it's just a perfect, if, you, if you're if you wondering, like, why the world is, or what the Bible says about the world, Second um, Timothy 3, John was reading this at church. Um, I'm going to start in verse 1. Second okay. uh, Timothy, Timothy 3, verse 1. But know this, in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away." Mm-hmm. There's so much of this in our world. Mm-hmm. So every single one of those examples, if you don't know what the words mean, look them up. Um, mm-hmm. Look into that those verses because there is so much mm-hmm. evil, people who are who act like they are loving, and they don't love, act like they forgive and they are unforgiving. You know, have no self control. They just think that they can do whatever, whenever. You only live once, yolo. And it's just all a lie, it, especially if you believe in Jesus. We have to get control over ourselves and turn away from that. He goes on to tell Timothy um, later about, You have followed me, you have followed my doctrine, you've seen me persecuted. He says in verse 12, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he it, we're going to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. He says in verse 16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God mm-hmm. and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, mm-hmm. for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly mm-hmm. equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. This is where I get... My doctrine from mm-hmm. the Word of God. This is where I get my inspiration. What am I inspired by? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's profitable to me. One more verse. One more verse and then we'll wrap it up. Because I, I, I thought this was really good. It's in John.
1: The Gospel of John or Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. The Gospel of John. I believe it's four. Chapter yes, chapter four. John chapter four. We're gonna start in verse thirty-four. I read this the other day. And it's really been on my heart lately. I don't know what it's on my heart for, but it's on my heart because there's something here that I think people need to see, and I need to see it more and have God, the Holy Spirit, reveal more to me. Amen. He says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I say to you, I sent you to reap, sorry, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored, others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. There's so many times where we're just looking for the next the next thing to to reap, right? We're looking months in advance. We're looking for something like it's like way down the road. And Jesus says to look up. He says that the fields are white for harvest. Yes. And we are receiving wages of and, and fruit of eternal life for the ones who sowed it and the ones who reap. And He goes on to say that we're reaping into stuff that we haven't even sown into. Yes. So, like, we're reaping into, you know, salvations that we're not even sowing into. So, if you're sowing into somebody, and you're sowing into somebody, and you're sowing into somebody, and you're like, why will they not change? Well, maybe it's someone else's to reap, and you will still get to rejoice just as much whenever someone else reaps that, because there is something there about reaping into what, We haven't even labored for, you know, and I that gives me encouragement to labor for others so that I can see someone else receive that, you know, that gift and stuff. So that harvesting and that reaping mentality, I take that in with salvation. I take that in with receiving my blessings. I just think it's a really good little bit of scripture.
1: Yes. Yes. So the will of God is actually food. Mm. <laughs> the work and uh, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. So he said up a verse cut or two above. He said, I have food to eat of which you do not know. And the disciples were like, what is he eating?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, fasting scripture. I've been wanting to do a fast and that's a good one to read right there. We don't need the food of the earth. We just need the food of his will. And yeah. there's a harvest. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. In doing his it's 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 like, you know, the Bible talks about being in season and out of season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just feel like this word is for somebody. The season's yours right now. Yes. Somewhere right now. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is there's always a season of harvest for somebody oh, out yes. there. What right. are you receiving? Look up. Right. Don't look ahead. Look up to right here, right now. There's something for you to receive. You know, That's right. it Amen. takes me back to when John told me to receive what God's got coming for me. Amen. I'm receiving it.
1: Amen.
0: And I'm just going to keep on receiving Amen. it. I agree with that. And you. Uh, with we're just going to keep on receiving for those out there who don't know. And um, I just pray that this encourages you guys. And yes. Amen. Um, Amen. I, I just thank you guys so much for giving me your time. And. It's just truly a blessing to get to do this. So thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week.